What was your first impression of our guy, Braden Willis here? I mean, he's kind of a, a freak, honestly. I mean, I knew he's he squatted big weight, bench big weight, was a fast guy. Yeah, did all those things well, but had like terrible hands, right? Like just can't catch the football, just, you know. Nah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> What's up, Sooner fans? This is your host from the Prairie to the Pros, Jeremiah Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, my right-hand man, number nine on the field, the Braden Willis. And this is the podcast on the Prairie. What's up, B? Yo. I'm in a good mood, bro. I'm, I'm happy. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that the training is not bogging you down, you know? Yeah, you know, today, Wednesdays are, like, our recovery day. So I get a, a massage from, like, the trainers. They, like, loosen up your joints and all that type of stuff. And I just woke up from a nap. Um, it's snowing outside. We're supposed to get, like, six to eight inches of snow out here in Denver. So I, I like the snow, too. So I don't know. Just the stars are lining up for J-Hall right now. I'm, I'm happy about life. Well, we're supposed to get a severe like storm tonight like hail yeah. and stuff like that next week we are supposed to get snow though apparently from my meteorology brothers and not and not weatherman jay actually i have a uh uh i got another a dude in my class one of my classes uh that did meteorology so um Whoa. yeah he, he he told me and i was like oh i gotta check with weatherman jay so also weatherman jay said he need to be on a podcast just throwing that out there for real we That's what he on. said. Yeah. I could, I mean, so you got to see what the people want. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey our, our Sooner Nation, Weatherman Jay wants to get on the pod. Do we do we give him his own episode? Like, what's the deal? Let us know. Tag us, tag him. We'll see if we can if we can get something rocking. You know, whether or not, I mean, yeah, whether or not you know, or obviously the people don't know that are listening to this, but our lineup for the podcast has been heavy. For the past, I don't know, three weeks, we've had some, some, you know, we have Roy on here. Our guest later on in the show is, you know, Sooner fans love him. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up next week, we got a couple surprise guests. It's like, it's it's easy to get people on the podcast now, but I am feeling a little salty about our NFL guys because I cannot get a text back. <coughs> CD Lamb. <coughs> um, oh, <coughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Baker Joe. Um, uh, anyways, we need some help, Sooner Nation, with our more popular guys. I know, uh, Oboe's busy celebrating the Super Bowl. Oh, try- Creed, Creed definitely said he would get on, though. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw yeah, Creed yeah. the other day. Yeah, yeah Creed, Creed said he would get on. So let us know if y'all want Creed on. Creed would definitely do it. He's back in Oklahoma. I saw him the other day. We chopped it up. Y'all know that's our boy. We played with him for plenty of years, and uh, yeah. So it was good to see Creed again. Yeah, Creed did tell me he would get on. I didn't want to mess with him, though, until he was done. I know he just got done, so I didn't know if he was going to be free so soon. But I know we'll get Creed on. Um, Just let y'all know we'll get Neville supposed to be on here soon. We're going to get Jordan Evans on. Um, A couple of good guys are are, going to come on to the show. So 
no worries. The podcast will have plenty of content. But moving on to, I guess, what's going on in our personal lives. Brady, you got anything to share with the people? I know I got some stuff. I, I got a whole list. Like I had to write. Uh, yeah, I'll let you go second because I don't got that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, man, everything's been going well. We started uh, coaching stations on Tuesday. Um, they were they were good, you know. I someone asked me, they were like, How was coaching stations? You know, and I was like, They're coaching stations. Yeah. No matter, you know, I'm saying who runs them. Whatever, you know, coaching stations are coaching stations at the end of the day. So, yeah, those are – like, if you've ever been through coaching stations, you know how coaching stations are. But uh, we do coaching stations. We don't do it a whole week, though. We do – um Yeah, we do two days out of the week. Oh, yeah. Tuesday and Friday. And then on, you know, Monday and Wednesday – well, Wednesday is technically our off day, but we have meetings and stuff. And then, uh, well, recovery day, I should say, because we're still up there, still doing stuff. But um, and then Friday or Thursday, so Monday and Thursdays are our workout day, workout days. But we lift every day just before the coaching stations, you know. Yeah, I think, I think my freshman year we did Mondays and Fridays, mm-hmm. or was it? It might have been just Fridays. I can't remember. But you're doing that for like what three weeks or something like yeah, that? Yeah, until spring ball starts. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it it's going well, you know, um, I will say, you know, touching on what everybody saw on Twitter last night, we had a team bonding last night and then BV tries to pull a slick one on us. He goes in there. We, we're, we're on the way back from a main event in a, a city and he tells us or we have, you know, some of our coaches, they're like, hey. He's like, coach wants to meet in the team meeting room. He's not happy with how the locker room's been looking. We're like, he already said something about this. We fin- it's finna go down. We like, man, it's 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 trouble. We like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, there ain't no, there ain't no like if ends the battle. We're like, oh man, we're done for. So we go in the meeting room, you know. Obviously, we went to main events, so we had, you know, hats, hoods, you know, or whatever the case would be, you know, hats on and stuff like that, earrings, and we had to take all them off roll. Like, <laughs> taking everything <laughs> off yeah we get in our seats and it's all quiet and when we walk when we get in there the slideshow is playing with uh pictures of the locker room dirty and then we were like we're looking at it we're like yo this is from like the first week like this is that's the helmet that we got from the bowl game and so we're like ah and then he comes up there he seems all upset he has other pictures on his phone he's swiping and showing us calling out people he's like you know what he said, I bought some cleaning supplies. We're going to go in there. We're going to scrub this locker room. We're like, oh, we just spent four hours that made it bit. Like, people got yeah. stuff to do, homework. I had a test the next morning. Everybody's like, oh, my God. So they go in there, and the first thing, Justin Broyles was the first one that walks in there. He says, oh, it's up. We all <laughs> like, what? And we run in there, and we all have Norma Techs in our um lockers our own personal norma techs we can you know what i'm saying those are ours for everybody that doesn't know norma techs are like recovery boots they put a bunch of bunch of air pressure on your legs flushes you out all types of stuff like that a lot of pros use it and we use it here obviously but before we only had what three four of them or something like that yeah. so we would take turns like before games we have to take turns in the hotel using them so it's just a lot more convenient for everybody to have their own but they're expensive though, so that's why we didn't have them before. But VB's doing a lot of stuff for us, man. Like Bro, they're yeah, starting, I see that. they're starting the construction for our new uh, recovery room. 
Did I tell you about that? What? Yeah, we're getting in the recovery room, and it's going to be – we're going to have Cairo in there. We're going to have red light therapy. We're going to have float tanks. We're going to have um, sleep pods and something something else. Where is it? Something else in there. It's going to be – you know the – okay, so you know the meeting room and the training room? Yeah. That's – yeah, by the those ref- the fridges and stuff like that? They're yeah. going to use that. They're going to take half of the taping area, you know, the left side that we always yeah. get taped on where Chris be at. They're going to take that, that, and the two of the meeting rooms, the our, our tight end room, the linebacker's room, and whatever room, or three meeting rooms, and oh, they're going to okay. make all that into a recovery room. They're just going to connect it all up and build it and stuff. And then we're also getting a new player lounge. And then uh, eventually, apparently, we're going to get a dining hall that's connected to the stadium. Bro, I think all of this stuff is so cool because it shows that the staff is literally going out of their way for the players. Remember yeah. how we used to always talk about we're not a team. We need to hang out more because we don't do stuff as a team. We right. never did stuff like that. So whenever I see you guys going out to dinner or going to main event or getting things like the Norma Techs, those are small things that just shows that the staff is advocating for the players. And I believe in order to do stuff like that, you have to go through compliance. And oh, a yeah. little birdie, a little birdie told me that the staff has been putting pressure on compliance to be doing all these things. Like before, like they would go to the compliance and they would just say, no, like we're not going to take any chances on that. But now I'm hearing that we're going through compliance, going straight to the NCAA, getting permission just to make sure you guys are having a good time. And that just shows that how much they care about y'all boys, man. And I'm not going to lie. They are putting pressure on compliance because I went up there the other day to talk to coach, you know what I'm saying? Just chop it up with him. It was yeah. on a Friday. I didn't have nothing to do, you know, and I go up there and I see some gentlemen in his office. He's talking to him on the couches and everything. You know, like he said, he has that open door policy, so he'd never – closes his door you know he wants everybody to feel welcome and so i go in there i talk to miss julie for a while and then i see ck i go chop it up with ck ck's like yeah i think that's compliance he says it's probably gonna be a while i'm like yeah well i'm just gonna chop it up with him the next time i'm gonna go home then. <laughs> <laughs> because that's gonna be a minute bro sooner nation i don't think you guys know but we have some of the strict strictest rules in all of america when it comes to compliance like we don't let or they don't let anything slide. I'm talking just the littlest, the smallest of things, you know, this, which is why, you know, our our episode with Caleb, you know, that type of deal. Um, just anything that has to do with the pl- the coaches supporting the players in any way. Like we were not doing any of that type of stuff. Before. Everything. So, yeah. yeah. Even from I, like practice times ending when they say they're ending, like everything is. Yeah. I love that. Man, I love that yeah. so much, man. It, I'm low-key kind of jealous. You know, I'm happy. I'm going to, like, the NFL and everything. But right. I miss that camaraderie because, you know, when you're preparing for something, you know, I'm preparing for the NFL, right? I have guys working right. out with me, but we're not a team. You know, I right. don't I don't individuals. Do, There's yeah. individual goals. And, yeah, yeah, like, we're doing team bonding stuff every Friday, he said, or every – yeah, we're going to start doing it every Friday. 
Yeah, I miss that, bro. Because I don't, I don't love these guys out here like I love you or like how I love CK or how I love Kennedy. You know, that's just I miss that type of stuff. So I'm glad you guys are 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 having a good time. I'm I'm low key living through you because I get to come on here and ask you these questions and see how happy you get. And to see you smile, bro, Loki makes me like smile too. And I'm like, man, like they're they're doing things right over there. Like I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are, man. Like I said, bro, like, you know, and, and in terms of the locker room, like it is very like it, we are run on a tight ship, but it is it's like it's exactly what he described when he first came to us on that team meeting. He's like, he's gonna yeah. ask a lot for us, but he's gonna give a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he asked a lot of us, but you know what I'm saying? He just know we just know that's just how it's gotta be. The locker room gotta be clean. So that's why we're so like like mind boggled when we're like, yo, like when did this happen? Like I thought the locker room was clean. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Cause we like it's no like I don't know. It's just it's pretty cool though. It it is different to see. You know, you really don't get that experience too often. You know, as from switching at Oklahoma, at least, you know, switching from coaching staffs as much as other places. But, um, yeah, it, it is different, you know, but it's it's a good different, though. Also, we started putting in the uh, the playbook today. And I will say I am confused. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah, Yo, it's a lot. From the way that Joe John was describing it before I left, I was confused. So it's 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 a lot, but they imagine. say it's like skiing. It's like it's hard when you first do it, like. But once you get the hang of it, you're like, oh, make everything makes sense. Yeah. Well, so, I, I I felt the same way about Lincoln's offense when I first started. So I'm pretty sure you guys will be all right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you just got to put. It's just like anything. Remember, we used to tell the young guys, "Hey, study your stuff." You know what I'm saying? It's just you just got to study your stuff. You know, I I told um. One of our guys, Coop, Coach Coop, I was like, man, I've had the luxury for, you know, four years of not having to learn a new system. I already knew the system. You know, it's good. I've never had to go through this ever since freshman year, you know. So, uh, but it's it's cool, though. It just puts your mind to work and everything. But other than that, man, that's really about it. Just a whole lot of football going on over here, you know. I'm happy for y'all boys, man. You Y'all smiling on social media makes me happy. Uh, you being happy makes me happy. And progress bring, being made over there in Norman in terms of off the field bonding and getting to know the staff a little bit better makes me feel a lot better about the staff change and everything mm-hmm. that's happened over the past couple months. So glad you guys are are doing good over there. So... I got a story to tell you. I'm, I'm going to start with the little things first that, right. that, are, that are going on with, with my life. But then, you know, you know I got hacked. And I, I'll get to that in a second. But, whoo, boy, oh, boy, I got a story to tell. But, oh, my um, goodness. Real quick, uh, my dad, he's getting married, I think, in March. Oh, okay. So I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make the wedding because it's literally right after the draft. Uh, I right. don't know who was planning this. But anyways, so I might have to do like a fly in, fly out type of deal, but we'll see. So I got fitted for all that this weekend. I went to men's warehouse. Um, They're very efficient, bro. I was in and out in like five minutes, you know, get the sleeve link, you know, all that. I told them add an extra inch to my waist because I've lost like you probably weigh more than me now. You know, I'm getting like, yeah, (laughs) 
Yeah, I, like, it's forty. Oh, we did the. We started doing the weigh-ins. Uh, oh, how much? How much you weigh? I'm like two forty. I'm like two thirty-eight right now. But my goal weight is two forty, which I've already been for the majority of my career. I just, you yeah. know, to, towards the end of the season, I just lose it. So you know. Yeah, I'm. Bro, yeah. I'm two thirty-seven. Whoa! I know. You know Whoa. I, mean? I know. <laughs> Whoa! I'm lean though. Like I got a six pack and and all. Like I'm moving. So that's ho- crazy. Hopefully, it's, I haven't been this light in 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 a very long time. Um, for for you guys that don't know, I've played typically around two forty five, two forty six. Um, I'm always at least like five pounds more than Braden, and so for me to be less than him is 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 wild so yeah that's pretty cool and then uh, in like a couple of weeks i'm gonna be 240 well mm-hmm. really i could be 240 now but they said a pound a week so that we're we're earning it a good well they say a pound a week but yeah we've we've started doing stuff guys have way extra weigh-ins today you know if they didn't make their weight then they're getting on a stairmaster a uh, pound a week yeah <laughs> Quote, really, really, if you're not if you're not in the range of like a pound or two of your your weight as of right now, you're in trouble. Low key, you know, Yeah, I'm already knowing, bro. You ain't got to tell me twice. <laughs> they got they had weigh ins. They was like, yeah, we have weigh ins. I'm like, who got weigh ins? They're like, oh, the guys that didn't make their weight. And he's like, Carson was one of them. And he's like, hey, coach, we were in film, you know, watching a little extra film. He's like, hey, coach, I got to go ahead and go hit the Stairmaster because I didn't make my weight. So, go get it, big dog. <laughs> go, go ahead, come back around three o'clock, big dog. <laughs> go, go get it, big dog. Ah, uh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm a little light right now, but we'll we'll get that back up. No worries. Uh, sure. What else I got going on? Oh, bro, I go to Smoothie King like every day now. So I, I love, I love Smoothie it, King. Bro. I know it's amazing, <sighs> but this is why I felt like it was important to mention. I've gotten so many smoothies, bro. I think, and I signed up for like the rewards program. I've gotten so many rewards and points that literally for the past five smoothies that I've got, I think I've only paid like ten dollars. And you know, smoothie kings, you know, their their smoothies are you know like yeah, expensive. six, seven, eight, nine dollars yeah. putting on the size. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been killing it in the point game. Download the app if you guys are buying smoothie king and and, and go there Do we have smoothie king Oklahoma? I don't think we do. No, nah, we, we do. It's over there by the airport. Yeah, it's like the Norman Airport, the the OKC one. The oh yeah, I'm not going yeah. out there for a Smoothie King. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I think there's yeah, like nah. one. So oh man, nah, nah, I'm not going out there for Smoothie King. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <sighs> yeah. So oh, from a fo- from a football point of view, uh, Miami they just hired the the offensive coordinator from San Francisco. And I'm super duper stoked because I don't know if you guys know who Kyle Juszczyk is, but he's the number one H-back slash fullback slash tight end in the NFL, played for San Francisco. Now that offensive coordinator is at Miami who didn't have a fullback H-back tight end before. And guess who happens to be the number one H-back in the draft this year? So... I could, yes, I could, hey, bro. Hey, I could, I could do Miami, bro. I oh could yeah, do Miami. for sure. For sure. <laughs> no nice weather tax? year round. No income tax. Come on now. Hey, 
Hey, brother, everything is falling in line. <laughs> Life well, is be, good. Hey, if you come, if you go to Miami, I'm be like, hey, Jay Hall, what you doing? I'm coming out there this weekend. Pull up on me. <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> nah, for real. That's crazy. Hey, you might spot Zendaya down there. You know what I'm saying? So you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Hell, so uh, maybe I might end up down there. Lastly, on my end, so the whole Twitter or- ordeal, right? So what was it, Saturday? I was texting you guys. Yeah, Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. right? I I log on or I get done working out. I get home. And then when I get home to my apartment, I see a notification that says uh, you have been you are logged into your account your Twitter account, I got an email from, I think Chicago, Illinois, or something like that. I'm like, what the, I'm not in Chicago. Like, what is going on? And so I log in. I'm like, okay, let me try and change the password. So I try and change the password. It said error. And so I still had access to my Twitter, like through the app. And I didn't know what was going on. So I try and change my passcode to the app. It said error again. And I was like, huh? And that's when I made a um, a tweet that said, hey, like, I think I'm being hacked. If you guys see anything, please disregard because, you know, I'm trying to get to the NFL and everything. I don't want people to think that I'm on there talking crazy. So I then go to my information, like my security information and where your email is, your phone number and your name and all that. And all that has been changed. And I'm like, oh, my God, no, like this is really happening. So I start freaking out, bro. I no longer have access to change my passcode. I can't reset it because he changed the email. I can't. Um, I also can't reset it because he changed my phone number, and then he changed my at name. So I'm like freaking out because this has never happened to me before. So I email Twitter. While I'm emailing Twitter, the customer support, I get an email from the dude. He sends me a screenshot of my Twitter, and he's like, "Hey, he's speaking broken English." So I don't know if this kid actually is speaking English using a translator or if he wants me to think that he doesn't speak English. So I don't know what's going on. I'm panicking because I'm like, yo, like I got 18K. Like (laughs) this is a lot. (laughs) Not for real. So I'm like, man, but I was at peace just a little bit. I wasn't, you know, freaking out too much because I'm like, yo, like we got 15K on the podcast. Like I can get 10 back by the end of the month. You know, like the fans love me. I love them. You know, I'm always, you know, talking back to him. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to trip too much. But, you know, I still wanted my account. But anyways, long story short, we're going back and forth emailing. I'm like, bro, what is your problem? Give me back my 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 Twitter. He got my email because he saw it like on the account prior to him taking it all away. And so he's like. You got to pay me one hundred and fifty dollars or whatever, and I'll give you the account back. And in my head, I'm like, even if I pay him, what if he doesn't give me the account back? Like, what if he starts asking for more? So I started, like, I'm not going to lie. I posted it on, on Twitter and uh, there were definitely some parts that I left out because I started cursing this man out. I'm like, bro, what is going on? Like, da, 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 F you, da, 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 da. And so I'm like, hold on. Let me, let me be reasonable. So I quit all the cursing and all that. And I just start talking like a normal conversation. I'm like, I, I you know, I sent it to you. So right. I didn't want him to 
I didn't want him to stop talking to me. And I wanted to keep in contact with him just in case that would prove valuable at some point to get my Twitter back. So uh-huh. he deactivates my Twitter. And he's like, because I started cursing at him. He's like, all right, bet. Watch this. Then I no longer have access through it through the app. For some reason, I was still able to log in through my Gmail. It's like my Gmail and my Twitter were connected. And so I think he saw that. And so he then proceeded to try and hack my Gmail. And so then I got a notification from Gmail saying you have been, you know, you're logged in from like another country. And I was like, whoa. So I quickly locked down my Gmail. As soon as I lock him out of that, he goes to my Instagram. I start getting notifications from my Instagram. I'm like panicking because, you know, I got the blue check on IG. So I'm like, no. So I get on IG and I put the two-factor authentication on and that kicks him out on there. So I block him out my Gmail. I block him out my IG. And it was most important that I blocked him out of my email because that's where you get your recovery passwords from. So Uh if he had gotten that, then I would have been screwed. So to bring things home a little bit, I was able to still have access to my Twitter because he was like, look, I didn't delete it. He un he reactivated. So he took the deactivation off. And so that allowed me to get back in. I, I only had access through the app, but I was still able to put like the two factor authentication on. As soon as I did that, that booted him out. And um, that's when he got mad and was like, you better give me my money, blah, 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 blah what I posted on Twitter. So um, it was a very stressful two and a half hours of my life. Um, (laughs) I don't ever want to go through that again. I've completely locked down all of my stuff. Um, I really wasted three hours of my life. That was just down the drain. I didn't eat. I didn't, I had ice cream for lunch because that's all I had, but Uh, (laughs) man, what a day I was, I was stressing, bro. This, uh, I didn't realize how valuable I thought my social media was until that happened. So that that definitely taught me a lesson. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. Fool me once. Shame on Jay Hall. But I got him back, though. Mm. <laughs> no, that's so funny because when you told me that, I was, just to give some nation a little background for, you know, we weren't always, you know, before the pod and everything, we always had the most followers and stuff like that. So after... After seeing that like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know what? I probably should put that 2FA on my accounts, you know, just in case. But I had already, I had changed them not too recent. I mean, not too long ago, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, it'd be okay. And I forgot to do it. But then after you told us that, I was like, oh, let me pick up the phone right now. <laughs> it's like I had to secure everything. I mean, I went crazy. I had to call my mom. I told her what happened. I was like, mom, guess what? And then I told her, and I was like, I'm locking everything down right now. Oh, you told your mom what happened to me? Yeah. Bro, yeah. You can't. I said, you won't believe it. It was so crazy. I was like, you remember, we were, you know, texting in our group message. I was like, it's just so crazy. Like, yeah. Bro, as soon as that happened, I texted Alex. I said, Alex, this was right after he got mad because I had, uh, I was trying to get back in and, cursing them out and all that i was like alex this guy's getting pissed off at me please lock down the podcast page because we can't, <laughs> we can't lose the po- i was more worried about the podcast than the me i'm like you know I'll, I'll i'll be the sacrificial lamb but we can't lose the podcast page you want to know also why i did mine i well, said I, why i did mine immediately is because when he was getting mad and you were showing me i was like i hope you don't try to 
You know I'm gonna go get your co-host. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not get brought into this. Oh, I was gonna be so hurt. So I was like, let me go ahead and take care of this stuff because I don't want no part in this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if this is true or not, but while I was emailing him, he told me he was a 16-year-old kid and that he holds people for ransom to help pay for his his family needs and support his mom. So I don't know. You, I don't know if you can believe a person like that at this point. You know, I don't I don't even care. You know, F that kid, you know, I don't I'll never curse on 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 the podcast, but forget forget that kid, man. He was <laughs> I haven't been angry in a long time, bro. And that kid, like, there's better ways to make money, though. Yeah, I'm like, yo. Anyways, um, moving on to this week in football, man. The Super Bowl. We can't have a football podcast without talking about the Super Bowl. The Rams win. Shout out to Oboe. Shout out to Bobby. Bobby for uh, earning their ring and the and the rest of the rest of the the Rams organization. Bro, that game started off so slow. It's like neither team wanted to get beat and the commentators were talking about it the entire game. Like the only Yeah, but it ended up being a good game though. Yeah. I, it, I, I liked it though. It did. I did like I did like the game. Um I think I was telling you guys prior to the show, I thought it was so cool when Odell scored, right? Here's mm-hmm. here's how I'm gonna tell you why. When I was at the senior bowl they had us meet with every single team and each team made you do different things. I can't remember which team it was that asked me to do this, but they said, Hey, Jay Hall, can you draw up? They have boards there. They said, Hey, can you draw up? I gotta have it play. You're in the red zone and you need to score. So I drew up the exact same play. Remember scissors mm-hmm. that we were run out of trio. I right. drew up scissors, right? The three by one single tight end to the, uh, to the boundary, three tight ends to the field, uh, over corner post um, wheel that Odell, Odell scored on. Right. And once I saw that, bro, I was so happy. I'm like, yes, like I drew that up. Like <laughs> at the senior bowl, like I know what I'm talking about, guys. So draft me. But I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I, I was happy for him too. You know, I mean, guy, you're talking about a guy that's been through injuries. You know, and stuff like that. I was just happy for the guy. Also happy for uh, Matthew Stafford, you know, and of course our guys, but, you know, just the guy that's been with the Lions for most of his career and, you know, how that goes. And then he goes over and wins. But I want to, you know, I also want to give a shout out to the uh, to Cincy because them boys are balling. Joe and all them, you know, Jordan Evans, them boys are balling. Um, uh, Samaje, you know, they, they, they play well, man. They play well the whole year really and I was impressed with what they did and I was really low-key rooting for them a little bit because I just like the I just like the energy that they were bringing you know what I'm saying the swag that they brought so yeah uh, hopefully the good thing is they're young a lot of those guys are still on rookie contracts and they have a, one of the most uh salary caps in the NFL so they can actually do something again you know yeah you know I've always thought that Aaron Donald was a great defensive lineman but I never gave him as much credit as other people did until after he stopped Samaje on the third down prior to the fourth down of him getting the sack to win the game. Do you remember what right. happened when Samaje mm-hmm. tried to, you know, 
That third and one, yeah. Yeah, and Aaron and he, Donald And he was getting blocked, and he grabbed him from the back and did not let go. Yes. Like, if Samaje had got another f- yard, two mm-hmm. feet, then, been you know, first. his first game might have been different. Yeah, exactly. But this man stops Samaje Piron. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Samaje in person, bro. But this dude is a wow. is a stocky bowling ball. Like it takes a lot to to stop Samaj Piron in his tracks like that. Right. Once I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, he's that guy." Like <laughs> he's uh-huh. he's cold. Because <laughs> normally, if this is college or if this is really almost anybody else in the NFL, Samaj is probably running through that. Right. So the Rams played a heck of a game. Uh, Joey Burr. Um. Man, I'm a fan of him. I am too. The guy's just he just got it. The kids, the kids got it, man. Yeah. He's I he love his swag. It. He's the most white swaggy boy in the NFL right now. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> he, yeah, he's sure. got it. Um I love I love Cooper Cup. He he's this is probably the best wide receiver season in the history of the NFL. Just all around blocking uh Playmaking, catching the ball. Um, I'm a, I'm a Cooper Cup fan for life now. Hey, Braden, what'd you think of the the Super Bowl? The halftime show was was kind of lit, huh? I love the halftime show. It gave me like memories of me being a kid. You know what I'm saying? It was great. So I really loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, that's that one's gonna be hard to top. I'm not gonna lie. It's good. It might be yeah. a couple years before they top that one. I thought it was cool because right after the halftime show, I'm on Twitter and on Instagram seeing everybody our parents' age dancing and looking yeah. a fool. <laughs> I saw a tweet that said, shout out to all the the 40-plus-year-olds that have to put ice on their back this morning from going too hard during the Super Bowl last night <laughs> or right. like 15, 20 minutes ago or whatever. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, oh, what was also funny was uh, Snoop Dogg smoking right before the show. <laughs> Come on, I was now, like, what else do that. you expect? Yeah, we like, knew that. Come on now, it's Snoop. What? It's Snoop. Like, come on now. We knew and, that. Um, I, did, I didn't know that the NFL told Eminem not to take a knee. Did you see that too? I didn't. I didn't see that actually. Yeah, so apparently during the halftime show, Eminem took a took a knee. I think more so. I think it was in the beginning or at the end, but it was captured. Uh, well, yeah, I NFL saw him take a knee. I didn't know the NFL told him not to, though. Yeah, because you know the Colin Kaepernick situation. I didn't know. Um, Did they know it was coming? Did they tell this beforehand? Yeah, like Eminem was like, "I'm gonna do it," and then NFL was like, "No, you're not. Don't do it." And then Eminem was basically just like, "Bet." Got out there, you know, you know. Eminem was gonna do that. Come on now, yeah. So, but I mean, that's that's the thing I like about hip hop and you know that type of music in general, just because you know it's freedom of expression, and right. the people love it. You know, you're gonna the you're gonna get these people on stage regardless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And naturally, they're artists; they're gonna do what they want. So, I respect it. Thought the halftime show was cool. Thought Fifty Cent, or more so, looking like a whole dollar hanging upside down. <laughs> That man's uh definitely doesn't look the same as what he did in his music video a few years ago, but <laughs> I thought that was cool. And just the the entire vibe of the of the Super Bowl was was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was great. 
it it, it was put together pretty well. So I thought the ads were were kind of cool too. Um, the yeah, crypto the ad. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that one with the QR code? Mm-hmm. Or I have I have that app, and I was like, oh, bet. So I scanned it, and I see it's pulling up my app. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. The app crashed, bro. Like, I bet it did. One of the best. I think it's one of the most interesting halftime or interesting commercials of all time because, you know, technology and the app crashes. I'm like, dang. Yeah. So, but I enjoyed watching. I know a lot of, I know a lot of our fans did as well. Um, great game. Uh, I wish I was there. Hopefully I'll be there in a, in a couple of years. So. Right. Hope you guys are, are rooting for me. Might be down there in Miami. <laughs> Hopefully in a couple of years I'll be there too. We'll be playing against each other. We're playing with each other. Never know. Might hey, get to run it back. You never know. You never know. All right, Sooner Nation. That's all we got for this part of the show. Coming up next, we got a special guest. Hey, Brady, you ever thought about how important home field advantage is? Like, we have 85,000 fans at every single game. That's wild. There's nothing better than a home field advantage, Jay. Like the 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 atmosphere is ridiculous. It makes it hard for the opponent. It's hard to hear. There's nothing better than a home field advantage. I know when I'm coming out that tunnel, man, and I hear all those fans, I get hype. Sooner Nation, you guys help create one of the best home field advantages in the country. And we want to make sure you feel at home even when the team is away. If you're thinking about buying home, Get in touch with our guy, Heath Cribs, over at People's Home Equity. He'll help you get the ball rolling on a pre-approval so you can buy your first, next, or forever home. Maybe you just need more room for your man cave, a bigger backyard for barbecues on game day, or maybe you're looking to build your own palace on the prairie. No matter what your goals are, Heath Cribs can help you find financing for your next crib. Hit them up today at 405 245 5296. That's 405-245-5296. Peace NMLS number is 1994928. And People's Home Equities NMLS ID is 66247. People's Home Equity is an equal housing opportunity lender. All right, guys, back to the show. All right, Sooner fans, another one that you've all been waiting for. Four, weighing in at 244 pounds, 6'4", number 88 on the field, our former Sooner favorite, Grant Calcaterra. What's up, Grant? What's going on? Gee, what's good, baby? Yeah, good to see you guys. Good, man. Man, it's always good to have the calculator on the show, man. It's always, always. <laughs> you know, even even though you've been gone, believe it or not, bro, you're a fan favorite. Like people are still talking about you all over Twitter and you know in the threads. Oh, yeah, they love Cap. So yeah, man, had some good days. It's crazy. It feels like it was yesterday, but it's really been on. It's been a minute now. Like I'm an old dude. You know what I'm saying? I was a young dude when you were here. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Time man, you plus. were with Gu- you were with Gundy, Braden. When when Grant was here, shoot, that was yeah. Man, yeah, that is true. Now that I think about it. Hey, Grant, what was your what was, so? To be honest, what was your first impression of our guy Braden Willis here? Um, I don't know, man. I I remember him coming in, and I mean, he's kind of a a freak, honestly. I mean, I knew he's 
he squatted big weight, bench big weight, was a fast guy. Um, Just you know, kind of like football. He was a, as a player, he was, you know, reminded me of myself a little bit in high school watching his tape, except he broke a lot more tackles than I did. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I definitely remember him coming in. Yeah. Yeah, did all those things well, but had like terrible hands, right? Like just can't catch the football. Just you know, no, nah, no, I don't think so. I think he can, I think he can. <laughs> yeah, man, oh. those are the good days. Oh, no. Yeah, that's back when he was like two fifteen, two twenty. Who's that? Me or Brady? That was light too. All of us. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> Not for real. <laughs> Oh man, nah, for real. We all were like, uh, yeah, about two eighteen, two twenty was my weight. Yeah, yeah, I was about two twenty, two twenty, or two twenty five. I was about two twenty five. Hey, so how's life been? Like, what what's your schedule looking like now? I know yours is probably similar to mine, huh? Yeah. So Tuesdays are the heavy days, but normally it's like get up, eat breakfast at around seven, um, have a run like doing uh, speed work, uh, combine testing stuff. And then after that position work, stopping so work with guys like Ricky Prohl, my route running and John Garrett with, you know, more inline blocking and things like that. And then after that, come back for lunch, have a lift, um, watch some tape, do some whiteboard stuff, interview prep. Um, and that's pretty much it. Fix in some, uh, some PT when you can, or, you know, get your body right, get to bed early, get a few meals in. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it all day. You know, that get to bed early really hit home for me, bro, because I think I'm going to bed at, like, 30, 10 o'clock now. Yeah, I try to be in bed before 10 or at around 10. Yeah. Sleep yeah. is uh, – Yeah, I know. It's important. Now that I think about it, bro, I don't know what I was doing in college because I think I went to bed in college and I, at, like, 11, 12 – Got up, killed yeah. a workout at like 5, 30, 6 o'clock and just yeah. kept going with That's the That's how day. it was for me. When I was at OU, I was going to bed late too. But uh, You are tripping because I, I go to bed at 10. <laughs> when I was at SMU though, me and me and Mordecai would go to bed at like 9.30. Yeah. Yeah, we okay. just, yeah, we would go to bed really early. As you get older, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get a little bit more wide. sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Grant, so can you – you don't have to go through the entire thing, but we always ask everybody that comes on to the show, why OU? You know, why did – what what made you get to OU? And then after we talk about that, you know, I'd like to dive in a little bit about your journey that you went through with the concussions and having to make that decision. But first, you know, just real quick, yeah, so YOU for me, it was, um, you know, one of the bigger schools that was looking at me, um, which was obviously, you know, a big deal, you know, a program like Oklahoma. But mainly um, they were kind of telling me, you know, I was going to kind of fill the role that Mark Andrews had when he was at Oklahoma. And so I felt like, you know, with my skill set, I could come in and, you know, do all the things that he could do. And um, so that was appealing to me, you know, given that he was one of the top tight ends in the country at the time. And so um, that was pretty much the ultimate reason. I came on a visit, really liked the coaches, um, a lot of the players I met. So it seemed like a really good fit. And I knew I could go there and, 
you know, if I work hard, I could be successful. So, yeah, that was shoot. That was the same reason I came because of Dimitri. Yeah. So you came because of Mark. Yeah, same thing. We we're in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. We, you were like Mark 2.0. I was like Dimitri 2.0. Yep. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Same, same year. Yeah. Crazy how things work out. So I know you're yeah. at OU um, playing as a freshman. And then in 2018, um, your first team, all Big 12. I'm um, Then in 2019, you know, you play five games. And yeah. then on November 21st, you announce your retirement from the game. So you go from catching touchdowns from Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray to now you're done. What? What was that like? Because I've I've never been through anything like that, and I don't know anybody else that has. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was challenging. Um, yeah, I had a couple of concussions at Oklahoma, and um, you know, I mean, everybody knows about the stigma of head injuries in football, and so you know, with, with that and kind of my limited knowledge of concussions, it was just you know, we all kind of think the right thing to do is to in that case you know step away from the game at least i did i thought it was you know kind of the right thing to do you know the safe move to you know pride myself on having a a good run at oklahoma you know winning championships you know scoring touchdowns you know winning awards you know it's more than many college football players can dream of so i kind of prided myself on that i was like you know i'm ready for the next phase um and you know it, it was hard but i mean to be honest i think i I transitioned better than what I thought, what a lot of people thought. Um, you know, I was kind of, I was doing well, you know, at the time when I decided to, when I decided to stop playing. Did you make that decision to step away from the game personally or were the doctors telling you like, Hey, like, this is something like, this is the decision that you should make. Like, what did you have any, anybody pressuring you? How did, how did that work? Yeah, no, honestly, there's no pressure at all. You know, all the all the guys at Oklahoma and every, everybody they put me in contact with was, you know, supportive of me and, you know, never told me that I had to make that decision. It was ultimately up to me. And so um, I just kind of talked about my family and that's kind of the decision we came to. But, uh, you know, everybody I met with was basically like, I mean, football is a violent game. You know, I can't tell you that you're going to get another one or not get another one. It's just kind of up to you. But you know, they, they told me, you know, my concussions were minor and they all told me, you know, you can keep playing if you want, but, um, you know, it's up to you. Yeah. I think when you mentioned transitioning better than most guys, I think the reason you were able to do that is because you were still in control of your own destiny. It sounds like, you know, nobody made you step away from the game. You made the decision to say, Hey, uh, this is the Avenue I want to go where, most guys, when they step away, it's like, man, I'm trying to make it to the NFL, but you get cut. Or, hey, like I'm living on top of the world and you have a career-ending injury and you can't make it back from it. And so I think that from my perspective, you being in control of that decision really played a big part in that. But also talking about concussions, that's scary, bro. Like <laughs> I've I've had I've had a concussion or two in my day and I've been unconscious before. But when you see well, y'all remember what movie that was? I think we were in high school. Um, I think the movie was called Concussions, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah with Wilson. 
Yeah. I don't even think I do not remember what it was. Yeah. The yeah, it's an R movie. I don't I didn't even watch huh. it because I was I was kind of scared to Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. To face the reality of that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it's all I mean it's hard to I mean everybody's different, you know. Um a lot of these guys that you know have CTE and stuff, they and there's also a lot of things that you know they might have had going on in their life that's different from me, you know. They could have you know, abused drugs, you know, been alcoholics, you know, had different experiences growing up and everything. So it's really hard to put, you know, everybody in a box and, you know, you know, some oh, yeah. people have issues later in life and some won't, you know, that's the gamble that we, that we take. So it's interesting that you say that because I tell people that all the time, the, the weird thing about it is, I guess kind of the messed up thing about it is, is as football players, we kind of joke about it a lot, you know? Like yeah. if we were to forget something, <laughs> then we'd be like, oh, I said CT kicking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But um, I tell people that all the time. They're like, are you worried about it? And I'm like, well, as a football player, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. You know, it's just like you said, the the gamble that we take. But it doesn't always affect everybody as it does a certain person. Everybody wants to point out a certain person and how it affected them. But I'm like, it doesn't affect everybody like that. There's people that have lived long, you know, like really healthy lives that played football and were like, you know what I'm saying, linebackers and safety. You know what I'm saying? Just really you, high impact. Like, hell, Troy yeah. Palomalu, John Lynch, the GM for the 49ers. Like that dude used to come down and smack people. Right. He's the it GM just affects people differently, you know? Yeah, it's it. It's all relative. And um, so, yeah, I'm kind of hmm. banking on me not being one of those cases. Yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. And, you know, honestly, there's going to be, you know, there's definitely some up and coming science with like, you know, how you can prevent concussions and how you can treat them mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe reverse some of the damage that's been done. So, you know, I'm confident in the next, you know, by the time we're old, like we'll have a better grasp on this kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah. So, Grant, you moved back to California to become an EMT, pursue the firefighter thing but you had yeah. a change of heart you want to come back yeah. to the game of football i'm assuming you just missed football right like mm-hmm. you're going to go to work and you're like man i gotta get back well yeah i'm what what happened tell us the specifics i mean yeah it's basically that it's just i didn't want to well it started i, I think it, it stemmed from watching the draft in 2020 which was you know, the draft that I was kind of planning on entering, you know, 2020 or 2021 and um, just seeing tight ends get picked. And I was like, man, like I'm better than this dude. Like this sucks. And I mean, yeah, I have confidence in myself. And I know like you guys, as my teammates, you know, know, you know, how I play and everything. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it was just kind of like, I just started thinking to myself like, man, you know, I don't want to wake up every day, you know, 10, 20 years from now and wonder what if. So I was just like, I'm going to do it. I mean, I got to do it now. I know there's going to be a lot of people who, you know, think it's a dumb move or, you know, but I don't really care. I, I just knew it's something that I had to do and I didn't want to, you know, live the rest of my life with regret. Did you want to come back to OU? Was that ever a thought? Yeah, I did. I mean, the first person I called was Kale Gundy. Um, and I was like, I want to play. 
Yeah. And it, it had been a year and, you know, I know it, you know, some things have changed in terms of, you know, the position rooms and, you know, why the, why and the H and, you know, y'all, all you guys know that. And yeah. So I was just like, you know, man, they, they've already kind of, you know, moved on and, you know, gone with something different. I don't want to come in and kind of mess things up and, you know, do, do anything like that. I thought the best, the best thing for me to do is to go somewhere where I knew I could, you know, be the dude and, you know, come back and be successful and win some games. So OU was an option though. Like Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well it, it, it was like it, it wasn't like it it was kind of a mutual like yeah a mutual deal. You know, it wasn't like they were like, You can't come back and it wasn't like we want you back and I said no. It was just kind of a you know, it like I said, it it'd been a year and you know, things had changed and I was like you know, we were both kinda like, you know, if if you wanna get a crack at this thing, like it'd be best for me to just have a fresh start, which ended up being a good decision. A great decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I know personally I was excited. We can't cuss on here. So as heck that, um, you know, that you were coming back. I mean, you know, just, you know, like we covered, you know, your first impressions of me. I personally learned a whole lot being behind you. Yeah. from my freshman year. So I was personally really excited to see you come back, whether it was with us or whether it was with yeah. another team. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm happy that you're playing. I can't wait to have yeah. you have a, watch you have a long career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, do a little jersey swap when I get there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 100%. Yeah, Grant. I don't know if you tune into our podcast much, but I actually remember, Braden, when we were – we covered you. Covered you and Morty. I think the first game back, you had a mm-hmm. touchdown. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Mordecai had like three or four in the first half. Like you guys were he going like off. five yeah. or something. Yeah, he, he went crazy the, that game. He broke the school record. He had seven touchdowns. Seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah he went crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's a baller, man. I remember that Sunday. Yeah, we we we've known that though. We that's the same thing we said on the pod. Yeah, everybody knows that he's a baller. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like playing with him? You know, playing with somebody. You- it was good. I mean, it was great because you know I kind of got to see him in a new role. You know, he'd always been the backup, and you know his mentality is different. You know, everybody knows it's, it's a different mentality when you're a backup and when you're the dude, especially a quarterback. So yeah. it's kind of nice to see him, you know, transition into that role and become a leader of our team. And, you know, it's kind of cool because we got to do it together. You know, we were both named captains. And, you know, after being there for only a few months, that was kind of a big deal. So, um, yeah, it was really good. You know, he he did some really good things. You know, we had some, you know, him and I, you know, kind of attacking this thing together. Definitely had, you know, there's a lot of emotions involved for both of us kind of like, you know, almost re- rejuvenating our, our careers a little bit. So it was super exciting. And I got to room with him. So, you know, it was really good. Yeah, he's he's been doing really good. Man, I love that for both of y'all. You know, y'all both yeah. my guys. So I love that Absolutely. for both of y'all. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So, Grant, last question. What was it like? I'm assuming you kept up with Oklahoma football just a little bit, right? Yeah, for sure. So what yeah. was it like? I got guys there. <laughs> I'll always I'll always be in touch. What was it like sure. being a fan for OU? Um, I mean, I would just kind of check y'all score, you know, after the game or whatever, and then, you know, hit up some guys like, you know, what happened, you know, like Stog, you know, I, I'm still close with Stog, and so I would 
hit him up and be like, yo, like how's the game, you know, whatever. Um, you know, some of those guys, but you know, it was cool. I mean, I, uh, it was a weird season for you guys. Like you guys were started off like nine and oh, but we're like the worst nine and oh team in the country. It's like, you know, it was weird. Oh. But, um, I mean, I, like, I always have my ear to the door. Like I know how things are there. Yeah. And so like people would obviously talk to me about it and I'd be like, I know what's going on over there. Like, I know how these guys are feeling. Cause like, you know, we're always kind of in that position where, you know, we win a lot of games, but people think, you know, we're not as good as we are. It's never good enough. Yeah. It's never good enough, you know, and we all know the deal when it comes to that. But, uh, yeah, we were nine to know and it felt like we had lost four games. Bro, yeah. What? yeah. We all know. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I had never experienced anything like what y'all experienced with like those chants, like wanting to put Caleb in and whatnot. Wow, but, it, it was a crazy yeah. year. Though. It, it was, yeah. to say the least, it seemed crazy. And then obviously, Coach Riley leaving was like the exclamation point. But <laughs> oh yeah, right. yeah. What did you think of that, by the way, when Coach Riley left? What was your first impression? I mean, I was shocked, number one, but I was kind of like even more pissed because he went to SC. Just because, I mean, I grew up around fans and like. I never really liked USC, and so now that they're like probably going to be good again, like kind of upsets me. Yeah, mm. and it's his. Anyway, it's because of him. I mean, he's a great recruiter. He's a good coach. You know, yeah. they're going to have a good offense. So, and it's the Pac-12. I mean, there's only a few teams that you got to beat. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying like Oregon. Who else? Uh, Utah now. Yeah, Utah's yeah, pretty Utah's yeah. Solid now. good. Yeah. Yeah, I was bus. Now they say the bus. But like in reality, you know, in my opinion, I think the American, you know, conference that I played in is probably pound for pound better than Pac-12. I believe it. American is pretty good. Yeah, we got some, lie. got some dudes in that conference. Hey, mm-hmm. um, yeah. do you know what Tebow means? Tebow? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you after we get off the air. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Um, Grant, man, we appreciate you for coming on to the podcast. Before you leave us, this is our last thing. Is there anything that you would like to tell Sooner Nation since we have not heard from you in such a long time? The fans, we have a lot of fans that tune in to our interviews. So anything you want to leave them with? Oh, man. I mean, I would just say you know, I'll always be a Sooner man. And, um, you know, I, I love my time there and I know, um, you know, I appreciate all the support from all the fans that, you know, supported me as a player. And obviously, you know, my transition to not playing and even my transition back to playing, I had a lot of support from, from Sooner fans. A lot of them wondering why I wasn't coming back to OU, which is fine, but, you know, there's still a lot of you guys that support me and, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. I mean, I'll always be a Sooner fan. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll be coming back to the campus, you know, uh, here and then, you know, in the off season and, you know, during bye weeks and stuff, because, you know, that's still my home. And, uh, you know, I, I think of you guys as family and I, I hope you feel the same about me. So I'm always Most there. Definitely. Got it on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and still, gentlemen, still rep. Still rep. the man himself, Grant Calcaterra, we appreciate you for coming on to the pod, man. Um, I hope I get to see you soon, whether it be on my team or across the way, my brother. 
we'll both be there, and B will be right behind us. It's gonna be a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll yeah, be there. All right, Grant, man. I'll see you at the combine. I'll talk to you later. All bro. right, all right, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Sooner fans. Moving on to our last part of the show. Listeners submitted questions. We got just a few on here this time. First one from Gabe Briggs. Who is the best player you played against in high school? For me, that would be Jair Alexander. I think we met him in the playoffs my junior year. He went to Rocky River High School. This kid was a one-man army. Like, I'm saying it was my team. And we had we had a, a good amount of D1 guys on our team versus Jair Alexander. Like, that was it. <laughs> I think this kid had, like, two or three touchdowns. Uh, 200 plus total yards, um, a punt return and a kick return, you know, just, yeah, th- this kid was killing it in every aspect of the game. So it's uh, it's cool to see him now doing good in the league, playing for the Packers. Uh, he plays corner now. So every time I see him, I'm like, man, that kid gave us work. So uh, kudos to him. Yeah. Brandon, who you got? Um, I actually got two. I just remembered one, which is actually funny. But um, the first one is uh, Jeff Okuda, played for uh, South Grand Prairie, played okay. offense and defense. If anybody doesn't know, he's uh, he went to Ohio State a couple of years ago. He plays for the Lions now. But uh, in high school, he played both sides of the ball, was good on defense, and, was, and had like three touchdowns on us offensively. And then the second guy is uh, Kennedy Brooks. Okay. Yeah, Kennedy Brooks. He put up three touchdowns and 282 yards on us in the first half alone. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah you got you got those numbers down, huh? Yeah, he he had a field day on us. And was Kennedy is, getting? Wasn't Kennedy getting like 40 plus carries in high school or something like that? He did, or, but he didn't need that to do what he did against us. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, all week. You know, I played I played offense in high school. So all week we're asking defense, we're like, man, how they look? They're like, ah, you know, they they're cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, how's this, you know, this Kennedy guy look? They're like, honestly, bro, don't think he's that good. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, he looks slow. He doesn't look that strong, man. It just looks like the people that he's playing against are bad. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Oh, okay. Sounds okay. like we might be working with something this this game. Not nope. the case. People <laughs> were bouncing off of him. He was out running people. I was like, we, we can't do nothing with this kid. That's crazy because people still say that about him to this they day. The same thing. <laughs> they say they translate that. straight to college. Weird. <laughs> I know. The scouts were the scouts were saying the same thing too. Like at the senior bowl, they were like, you know, he doesn't look extremely, you know, extremely fast or extremely strong. I'm like, yo, this kid got the juice. I don't know what he, it he is. He got it. He got it. it hit, and, oh, oh. And then his signature one cut was disgusting in high school. It it still is now. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how he does it because it's just a simple cut. Like, I can sit up and give a person like, <laughs> and nobody fall for it. But he's just going to run. And then cut, and then someone's going to say, like right past <laughs> him. Like, it's ridiculous. 
Honestly, he's doing I, that in high school. I think it's the fact that he doesn't hesitate at all because you know most people they're expecting to break down right and then tackle you, whereas Kennedy's just like I'm just gonna go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, what's the next question we got? The next question is from John Mendola. Does someone on the team have a secret talent that they are great at that fans don't know about? Um, I, I said this earlier. Some people might have saw it on Twitter yesterday, but Marvin Mims is really, really good at bowling. Really? And just to give y'all a, just to give y'all a slight little insight to it, we go to the bowling ring. You know, I'm bowling, whatever it gets to be. I stop. I watch him and Ben play a game, Ben Harris. And Ben Harris is pretty good, too. But Marv rolls like four straight strikes and then hits a nine and like a spare or something like that. And he has like oh easily over like a hundred in the first five rolls. And he's like, okay, I'm done now. I don't care about this game anymore. And finishes <laughs> with 171. I was like, yo, what? He literally didn't care about his last four rolls. You know, he's just out there. And Ben was trying hard to catch back up. The crazy thing is, Ben rolled a great game too. He rolled like 140 or 136 or something like that. Y'all so, boys not touching 200? Nah. I mean, Marv could have hit it for sure, but not I. That's not me. Whoa. The second game, you know, I had a nice little, uh, like, one some, one some. But yeah, not me. I this is this was technically my second time bowling. So, you know, I oh, yeah. but look, I'm a competitor, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I get up there though. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a competitor. I can, I can imagine you out there talking smack, still not knowing how to bowl. <laughs> I can bowl though. I, I got above a hundred, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm I'm okay. Like I'm just not guttering every time. Like I like yeah. I was going on live and I was like recording while I was doing it. Like, say if I don't do good the first roll, I would spare. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would get a lot on the spare, or like, or I would just roll a good ball. Like, it's just weird. Like, I was, I wasn't bad at it. It's just if I had the consistency, consistency, I'd be really good. Me and my friends go uh, back home. We always go bowling whenever we we get back together. That's like our thing, like bowling and drinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always put twenty into the pot, so <laughs> things get. Things get pretty oh, heated. Gets heated. Yeah. It's like, what, eight of us? And then, like, of the eight, it's like six football players, you know? So I might have to do that next time I go back. That sounds like fun. Yeah, no, it's pretty fun, bro, especially when you put money in. Oh, yeah. That's when that's when things get interesting. Oh, I bet. I like the bowl. Moving on to our last question from Amy Perkins. She asked, which OU coach could still suit up and play for y'all? I may be biased, but I'm I'm going with Joe John. I that's think a, that's a good one. I think he can I think he might can, you know, I don't know if we're gonna leave him in there long. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about how long he might last, but for a good play or two, maybe maybe a maybe a good three, you know, maybe a drive, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta test that. Maybe but, like uh, two plays and out type of deal, you know, every now yeah. and then. <laughs> no, you know who used to you know who used to kill themselves that uh we I also coach us? Coach Beamer. Oh. Coach Beamer used ah. to work his tail off in the weight room. So I don't know. He might be a sleeper pick because Coach Beamer can yeah, Coach yeah. Beamer still got it though. He would be in there pushing sled like he did nut stuff. Like he would go in there pushing sleds and 
all types of stuff, man. Yeah. Like he would know our workout because he he'd be <laughs> because doing he it. did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I miss Beamer. I need to shoot him a text or something. We might have uh, Beamer on the pod. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, we might we might get Beamer on the pod. Who knows? I know he wants to get on the pod. Uh, I know he's already said that, but those are are those are questions. Oh wait, don't let me forget. We got a shout out. All right. So, Dalton Collins on Instagram. He's uh he sent us a message. He said, "Hey man, do y'all mind doing a shout out for my stepdaughter Olivia? She just turned 5 on the 8th and he's trying to grow her to being an OU fan." Well, first, let me just say um Happy birthday, Olivia. Yeah, happy birthday, and, Olivia. <laughs> and honestly, Liv, if there's any convincing that you need to be an OU fan, just watch a softball game or gymnastics. Like you watch one of their one of their games or one of the events. You don't even need to watch a football game. Like, don't get don't get me wrong. I love football, but our games are boring in comparison to, to watching one of their events. I love watching softball, softball. and gymnastics. So love watching softball. Shout out to our softball girls, still dominant. But yep, as always, they just threw down UCLA. Yo, oh, speaking of, did you see they play at UCLA and they didn't televise shake it? Shake their hand. Oh, they also didn't shake their hands. By the way, I was like, what is going on? Oh wait, UCLA didn't shake their hands. Not after the game. Nope. Well, when you strike out like what twelve of the girls, and I went what. I guess I guess that's true. What? I don't know who was pitching. I don't know her name. Um, um, that is so disrespectful that I don't know her name. And I'm sorry. The, we have a new freshman. Her name is yeah. Jordan, I want to say. Ball. Yeah, I, there you go. I, yeah, I don't um, want to butcher, but she is legit. I take back everything I said after seeing some of the things she threw. There was one that just did this completely weird type of movement I saw on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, that's not that's not getting hit right there, big dog. <laughs> hey, Sooner Nation, help I'm us not, out. I'm not I'm not hitting that at all. There's no way. Hey, y'all, can y'all help us out and um, tag which which softball player you want to see on on the pod? You know, I, I we've already had Jocelyn on, so we don't really want any repeat offenders. But um, see if we can get some new blood on sometime before. I don't know, the middle of March. Well, we'll see if we can make some shake. But uh yeah, Liv, shout out to you. Happy birthday. Um, shout out to Dalton as well. Hope you guys are are uh, doing well and that she had a great birthday. So for sure. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for our listener submitted questions. Again and again and again and again and again. We appreciate you guys' support. Um, thank God the podcast page did not get hacked. Um, put your 2FA on. Put your 2FA on. 2FA stands for two-factor authentication. When you sign into something, it'll send you a text or an email with a code that will allow you to get into whatever app you're, lo- you're using. Um, so learn from me. And that's all I got. See y'all. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye.